0: share the love of God, and grow our businesses like never before. For more information about becoming a member, visit our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au Looking forward to sharing these podcasts with you and helping you to grow as a leader and a business owner like never before. G'day there, and welcome to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. This week is a special week because we are open for intake two of our membership intake. So if you're thinking about becoming a member, we'd love to invite you to join our wonderful God-centered community. Next week within our community, we're going to be starting our six-week Bible study challenge. Um, And we're going to be studying the book of Luke. I think it's such an amazing book. God opened my eyes so much and just blew my mind to his kingdom um, last year as I was studying Luke and I just couldn't wait to share with the girls what I'd learned and if it's God's will to see um, how he interacts with them through the book of Luke too. So we're gonna be starting that. Last year we did have it open for everyone but this year it is only gonna be open to members. So if you'd like to even just join us for that Bible study challenge, um, all you need to do is pop your podcast, uh, pop your application in. Uh, we'll process that for you. You can become a member um, and do that, that Bible study challenge with us. Today I am excited because I am interviewing someone who also loves um, to share the awesome news about Jesus through using their voice. So this beautiful lady um, is part of a radio show. And their mission is to help listeners connect with their faith uh, to their work, which is awesome. And her favorite things to do on the weekend is to read on the beach. Oh, who doesn't love the beach, man? Um, and spend time with family. So welcome to the show, Martha Bringenberg.
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here.
0: So where are you in the whole world of the big gigantic globe? Oh, that's a great question. I am on the Gulf of Mexico, just
1: outside of Tampa Bay, Florida, in a little beach town called Indian Rocks Beach. That sounds delightful. <laughs>
0: it I'm really guessing. is.
1: It's, it's kind of one of the best kept little secrets right here in Florida.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and
0: so you have summer all year round. Pretty much. We had
1: winter about two weeks of it in January and that's pretty much it. We are actually, you know, we have beautiful sunny skies and
0: um, it's just, yeah, it's a very nice place to live. That's awesome. So you guys host uh, an actual radio show. So I feel like a little bit of an amateur talking to someone. Like you, because you're doing so much amazing stuff. So, can you explain to us your kind of story of how you got to what you guys are doing today? Take us through that journey.
1: Oh, I would love to. And, and trust me, you are not an amateur. I have no, we had no training in radio, it was just completely a God thing. And, um, so the story started well, let me first say, I'm co host of a radio show with my husband. Jim, and it's called I Work for the Number Four Him. And so that really is um, what everything that we do is based on is that, you know, little word, I work for him. Um, Our story started back in 1979. We were both just becoming teenagers and at a youth conference. We both attended the same um, church denomination, but we didn't even live in the same state. We'd never met each other. And then we were in California for a youth conference. And at that conference, both of us on the Friday night, as it was culminating and coming to an end, the um, speaker had given this challenge to the teens in the stadium and said, you know, if you believe that God is calling you to full-time ministry, here's your time to make your commitment. And Jim and I, that same night, even though we did not know each other, had both committed our lives to full-time ministry. Fast forward three years later, I actually moved to Minnesota, which was where Jim lived, my now husband, and um, we Introduced to each other, we started. We went to high school together for the last couple of years of high school, and um, attended church together. And through that friendship, discovered that we had both made that same commitment to full time ministry. But back then, we really thought, you know, full time ministry means you either become a pastor or a missionary. And um, we both were very entrepreneurial. Um, after we got married, we ended up. Um, Owning a chain of insurance agencies, we had a car dealership, and a couple different times, Jim even enrolled in seminary thinking, you know, if I'm going to follow through on this commitment to um, ministry, I need to go to seminary, because isn't that what you're supposed to do? Well, God shut those doors along the way, and um, then we ended up moving to Florida in 2003, and shortly thereafter, met a friend who um, introduced us to some materials that helped us to understand that our work is a ministry, that God created us with gifts and talents and abilities that can um, be used every day in our workplace to be a light, To and that um, through those conversations, Jim's heart was really stirring, like, how do we help other people to see this connection between our faith and our work? Because society tells us, you know, leave your faith at the door. It's not legal to, you know, to share. They try to scare you and tell you that, you know, you'll lose your job or whatever it might be. All of these lies that we have believed over the years Um, but instead God wants us to be that light in our workplace, whatever that workplace is, whether you're the one in charge or whether you are, um, have a manager over you, whether, you know, no matter what your position is, God can use you in that place of work and, um, to not turn off our relationship with the Lord when we go to work. So we were, you know, learning more about that idea and saying, how can we help more people learn that idea? Jim started to um, write some white papers on how he could disciple um, business owners and teach them this information, but really only that would be a few people at a time. And, you know, how can we make a big impact? And um, the Lord used a situation where my husband was speaking um, at a, at a, Christian Business Persons event, and he shared five ways to incorporate Christ in your workplace. And afterwards, he had the opportunity to sit next to somebody in the room who said, you know, that message really needs to be talked about on the radio. And he said, you're crazy. Well, lo lo and behold, she actually owned a radio station. And we, as much as We started to have the conversation, that's crazy, we've never thought about radio, Um, that's not what we're doing right now. We knew that we'd been praying for a way that um, whatever we would do, God would get the glory and not us. Francis Chan wrote a book, um, Forgotten God, and in there he talks about that, how you know, if you do something on your own gifts, talents, and abilities, then they're going to say, way to go, Jim and Martha, you guys are so good. But if it's something outside of anything that we could have thought up, it's a total God thing, then God gets the credit. And so after talking about it, we're like, this is the next step. This is the way that we can help more people hear that their faith and their work are supposed to be connected. So April 15th, Uh, 2013, we had our first radio show and Jim was the host. He thought he was going to just monologue and be this uh, Christian talk, Rush Limbaugh kind of guy that would just share, um, you know, monologue for an hour about faith and work. And what we soon discovered is that he is a really good question asker. And so we started interviewing people that had a faith story to tell about their workplace, or they were um, helping to disciple people in their workplace, or they've written a book because that God's really stirring this, as you all know, with the whole idea of your Christian women in business, um, that we're all looking for that purpose that comes from God. And so there's a lot of amazing authors that have written books about um, our faith and our work as well. So we started that format. And um, over time, we went from one day a week to five days a week. And um, now we broadcast um, on several stations in um, southeast of the United States, the southeast United States. And then we um, podcast and we stream and we're online and we have listeners all over the globe. And um, but that all came through just learning that connection ourself, that our faith and our work matter to God and that He um, has everywhere, everybody that enters the doors of their work, that's the mission field that God has given us. And what are we doing with that? So every day we get to hear those stories and um, receive them for ourselves, and then share them with our listeners so that they too can be encouraged and try to Um, find ways that God can help them live out their faith in their work.
0: That's awesome. I love the part in your story. um, I think it was about halfway through where you guys kind of thought, okay, well, if we need to be in ministry, then we have to do this, 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 and this, Mm -hmm. because that's how everyone else does it, or that's the way that you're told you should go and do it. And I just love the fact that God was like,
1: "Mm "Right, yes." For sure, because, you know, that's we think, you know, um, unfortunately, a lot of us have accepted this philosophy of like there's a sacred and there's a secular and the sacred jobs or callings are being a pastor and a missionary. And um, the truth is, is that God has given all of us a platform um, to be who he has created us to be. And there's really no divide by that. You know, in fact, a lot of those that are working, whether it's in business or in government or in education or in healthcare, wherever they're working, we rub shoulders with more people that are lost than the pastor does within the four walls of the church. And so having a good balance of understanding about that, that the pastor has an, a very important job to do. The missionary has a very important job to do. But the people that are in the all the other occupations put together have important jobs to do for the kingdom as well. And so there's so many different aspects to that. And yet, and so many people don't even realize that we believe that way, you know, and so we just go, well, I just go to work so I can make money so that on the... Tuesday night, I can be serve on a committee or a board or somewhere and give my tithes to the church that that 's all I can do um, when in fact all of our hours of every day can be used in ministry. we just have to have a you know switch our mindset a little bit
0: absolutely and I think a majority of um, our listeners who listen to this podcast will have been through something similar to what you guys mm-hmm. have been through in the way of thinking that you know they need to do X, Y, and Z and then, you know, that they become a missionary, but then they feel pulled because they're like, well, I don't feel like I should be going that way. I feel called to do business. And that's why they have businesses. And as you were saying that, um I had a I have thought, oh only share a dream that I had. Um so when we first launched CWIB, um I was like people were asking me, so are you gonna contact the churches and are you gonna, you know, try and get in with the churches and um I guess multiply that way? And uh one of my mentors at the time who was a pastor told me, Don't go to the churches. The churches won't be interested. That's not what your mission is about. You need to forget that and then um, we I I took it on board and then I thought you know I'll just I'll give it a shot I'll give it a shot and so we started to contact the churches um, uh, last year sometime and as he said no one wanted to hear about it and no one Mm. was really interested and then one night I had this dream Uh, it was maybe six Seven months ago now, and um, I was I was planning our conference, so we have an annual conference each year, and um, I planned to have the conference in a church. and when I got into the church, everything was really weird. So the pastors couldn't help me fix what was going wrong. Um, like everything was just not making sense. everything wasn't working. Um, And I was becoming really, really frustrated and um, aggravated that I just couldn't get it to to happen in this church. And Mm -hmm. then I told my friend about it. I was like, you know what, I had, I I actually had two really, really, I don't know how to say if it was big or prominent dreams that night. But um, I went, I told my friend, I was like, I had these two like bizarre dreams last night. And so I went in to explain the first one to her and she was like, "Um, you know what, SJ, as I was reading that message, and I think you already know this, God is telling you that CWIB does not belong in a church. It doesn't belong in four walls. You are made to go out and to hit a different market. You are like the Church of Acts where there wasn't four walls predominantly Mm-hmm. All would go out and preach the message and it would be uncomfortable and it would be out of a comfort zone and it would be holy spirit driven you will see miracle you know the just the pure acts and how all that came together um and so I was like okay well that makes so much more sense now and the reason why I wanted to share That story is because, listeners, if you feel like you're not fitting into the church environment with what it is you're trying to do, don't force it. God needs people out there, like um, Martha was saying. they, They needed to share their voice, and that's how God's using them. And you need to do what you need to do because God's created a certain path for you to help fulfill his will and to bring glory to him, And it's not going to be the same as everyone else. And that's okay. And flow with that because God will use you to do some amazing things and have confidence in that. So I just think that is a really, really important point. I mean, your whole story is amazing. And I love how you guys are at the conference together and you didn't even know. That's just so cute. (laughs) Uh, yeah <laughs> but just a lesson out there that if it you know if you're feeling oh my gosh, like I just don't feel like I'm made to fit in, that's mm-hmm. okay sometimes you're not Slow <laughs> with it, go with it, and like God guide you in the way like he did with martha and and hubster that now they're reaching people in a radio show uh, and it didn't just start out how they thought it was gonna mm-hmm. start out like you guys progressed beautifully in in your time and how God guided you into, you know, doing your five day a week now and on different channels as well. That's incredible. I love it.
1: Well, thank you. And, you know, when we first started out, I was just behind the scenes. I was still working full time in a Christian retail position that I had and, um, you know, just kind of helping make things happen because we thought, This was kind of more like a hobby than anything. You know, it was like, okay, we're going to, you know, use this avenue to try to make a difference. And um, then we bought a business thinking, well, we're going to use this business's proceeds to support this opportunity. And um, God finally (laughs) said, hey, you need to quit trying to help me. I've got this. There's no way you can grow a business and do five a week, five day a week radio Um, by that point I had come on the air with Jim every day. So we co-host the show together. Um, I mean, he takes the lead, but I'm there with him right through it. And, um, we have a lot of fun doing that, but we had to learn a couple hard business lessons along the way and, and let go of trying to be in control, of everything and that's been a that's a whole nother (laughs) conversation. But one of the things through it all has been um, Romans 12 2, which says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And when we don't even realize how many of the world's customs and behaviors we have adopted. And even this simple idea that, you know, we over the years had adopted this idea that the only way to be a minister was to go to seminary. The only way to really fulfill um, us saying we wanted to be in full time ministry was to become a missionary or a pastor. But even those things um are, are not true because God had something we needed to listen to him and not the world. And, um, trust me, it hasn't always, it's not easy. And every day it's like, okay, is this, you know, is this, what are we supposed to do today and give us guidance? Um, but, we constantly are, have to be reminded that, you know, it may look different, kind of like what you said, um, but be be obedient and um, keep on walking in it and allow God to transform us and not the world. So that's been a huge impact for us as well.
0: Sometimes I often wonder if God gave people that entrepreneurial spirit that you were on about to rebel <laughs> like to be those rebellious leaders that kind of go you know what I know you guys are going to do it this way but I'm a little bit of a rebel (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to go this way see you at the other end like I think he's given us that spirit of pushing boundaries and Mm -hmm. not going the normal way and Mm -hmm. um I just think it's cool and just being able to listen to different people's stories, you kind of see a theme of rebellion in there. And I just, I'm just like, not rebels as in, you know, we call chaos or anything like that, but just, you know, going, being a contrarian and thinking, you know what, let's do this different. Uh, I, mm-hmm. think it's, I think it's really cool. So can you please share with us um, your five tips uh, for today to, that our listeners can take on board? I'd love to hear your wisdom
1: most definitely. And um, first I want to stay, say that if they want to learn more about these five tips, they can go to our website, which is IWorkForHim.com. I work the number four him.com. One of the things that we really um, we know firsthand, Jim and I have learned in our life and so we've really shared it with other people is that um, prayer, is an important part of every day, and we've been married for um, thirty-two. Um, it'll be thirty-three years this summer. And since we started dating, we have prayed together every single day. And um, I don't say that in a in a boastful way, but just I'm thankful. I am so thankful for that in our lives. So on our in our radio show and on our website, we encourage people. Um, to a covenant that's called the I Work For Him Nation Covenant. And it has five things that we're encouraging people to do in their workplace. And the first thing is prayer. And it's praying specifically for your coworkers and your employees by name every day. So many of us have coworkers, or in you know, if you're an entrepreneur and you're by yourself, it could be your vendors, it could be your customers that you interact with very often. And how often do we pray for them? Um, We often struggle with them, or we don't see eye to eye with them. But are we praying about our relationship or how I can influence them? How I can. you know, just encourage them in their walk. And the best way to learn what those things are is to be praying for them. So the the first thing we encourage people to commit to in this covenant is to pray for their coworkers and employees by name every day. And along with that is look for ways to pray with them. Um, We are huge proponents of um, not just saying, oh, I'll pray for you but actually stopping and saying, Hey, can I pray with you right now? And what we have found over and over again is that, you know, God created humans with that void that um, we've never encountered anybody that has ever said to us, no, I don't want you to pray for me right now. You know, they, (laughs) they, they soften in that moment and they allow you to pray and, um, really great things can come of that. Mostly, they know that you are, um, you care, that you're willing to take a few moments and spend with them, you know, for whatever they're dealing with in life. Um, And one of the biggest opportunities when that comes up is because you've, you've seen, you know, your coworker, your employee well enough to go, looks like something's bothering you today. You know, you don't seem your normal, cheerful self. Is something got you down? Is something worrying you? And then when they share that, you know, saying, hey, can I pray with you about that right now? And the impact that that can have in your workplace is huge. And we know that prayer often changes our heart because sometimes we are having a problem with the employee or the coworker <laughs> or the person. And, and a lot of times the Lord reveals, you know, you know, you've got some things to deal with in your own life. And um, so that first thing would be prayer because that is such a key element um, in, in having the right uh, perspective on your workplace and the people around you. Um, the next thing in our "I Work for Him" nation covenant is care, and this is a this is um, encouraging us to find a way to serve our coworkers and employees, to um, befriend them, and sometimes that's outside of the workplace. It doesn't mean that you're um, you know necessarily being overly social or, or spending work time um, caring for them, but saying, "Hey, after." work today? Do you want to go with me to get a hamburger? Or um, hey, this weekend we're gonna to go to the beach. We'll use that as an example, you know, yeah. and say, do you want to come with us? Or some way to um or to find out, you know, they're having a baby or there's um a sick somebody sick in the family, um, ways that you can care for that person to show them that you that you really are trustworthy and that you aren't just um, doing something to get somewhere, you know, that it's not about um, building yourself up, but just truly saying, you know what, I care about you, and I see that you have a need, or if they talk about, you know, they never get to go out because they need a babysitter, well, you could offer to watch their kids. You could, you know, whatever it might be that would just really show them that you care. And again, that's opening the door for a relationship because you just, um, you know, we have closer relationships with the people that we work with than almost about anywhere because we're with them so much of our day. Um, so being really intentional to, to get to know them and find out what their needs are. Um, and I, you know, a, a Bible verse that goes with that is, um, in Galatians 5:13 and 14 says, for you have been called to live in freedom, my brothers and sisters, but don't use your freedom to satisfy your sinful nature. Instead, use your freedom to serve one another in love for the whole law can be summed up in this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. And how often in our workplace do we neglect that? Because we're like, well, we're just there to work or right. we're just there to um, accomplish a goal. But really, those are the people that we've been entrusted with a relationship and how can we love on them in the in the workplace. So the second one is care. And then the third one is share. And that is be ready to share the hope that is in me, which is Jesus. Jesus rescued me and he wants to rescue them as well. So being available to share in that moment, and that may not be appropriate for it to happen in the workplace. Everybody knows, you know, there's there's different situations for everything, um, but it might be saying, hey, over lunch today, can I share what happened in my life? Can I share with you um, you know do you want to go out for coffee afterwards and of course we're we're not talking a woman's asking a guy out for coffee you know this is this is a appropriate um relationships there, but just being ready to share the hope that's within inside of me and um in that when you've built the relationship when you've been praying about them and when you've been loving on them and caring for them then um you know, when the opportunity is there, whether it's on a day when they're struggling or when it's a day where you just say, hey, you know what, I something great happened um, in my life. Can I share it with you? And being ready to share that with people so that they, too, can know about uh, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. And then the fourth thing is that we believe it's it's working with excellence And that we are to be the best and brightest uh, example of a worker in my position should be. Um, It does not make God look good if I'm a lazy employee. You know, it does not make um, you you lose your credibility when you're not working as unto the Lord. And, you know, so many people quote Colossians 3.23 when you're talking about work and which says work willingly as whatever at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. And, you know, just imagine that the Lord is writing your paycheck. Just imagine that um, your assignments are coming directly from him. Then how are you doing that work? How are you earning that income? Are you um, being a person of excellence and, because it just speaks volumes because if you can if you're you're sharing with somebody and saying, "Well, you know the Lord's gonna do this in your life or He's done this for me, and yet you missed all your deadlines, you came in late for work, you left early, you spent a half an hour um, at the water cooler talking with somebody, wasting company time, you know whatever that might be, um, how does that balance in people's minds with this testimony that supposedly God has changed your life. And so um, being a person of excellence in all that you do, we, it, it's just huge. And so that's the fourth uh, tip or step in the, the I Work for Him Nation covenant. And the very last one is disciple. So share my life with others and teach a biblical worldview and promote whole life discipleship. We so segment um, our lives, and and you know we may be we may have gone even to a class that helped us to learn about discipleship or to be discipled, um, but we don't really think about what that word is, and it's really um, our whole life is. To glorify the Lord and to represent him, and how are we pouring into other people? and so um, disciple is really that step of saying, you know it's, for some people you might call it mentorship or you might call it um, you know just um, feeding into them, but it's it's leading someone else down that same path of of maturity and growth and feeding into them. Um, what God's done in your life and how they can learn and grow in their own life and um, intentionally paint paint it forward, you know, just really sharing with the next person and, and walking alongside of them through life. There's so many people that don't have somebody walking intentionally be- beside them in life. So discipling them in that way. And um, the verse we use with that is Matthew 28:18 through 20 where it says Jesus came and told his disciples I have given you all authority in heaven and on earth therefore go and make disciples of all the nations baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this I am with you always even to the end of the age so you know we we in in terms of our our workplace and the people that we are alongside almost every day um, finding someone that you can share life with in that way and walk that part of the journey with them. So those are my five five steps or hints um, or tips that all are part of the I Work For Him Nation Covenant.
0: Awesome. So just to quickly recap, we've got number one, which is prayer. So uh, praying regularly uh, with your family, for your business, for your workers, uh, and by name, and look for ways to pray with them because that's um, an invaluable time you can have. Number two is care. So encouraging you to find um, a way to serve your coworkers or um, your actual workers that you might have in your business as well uh, number three is share so be ready to share the hope uh, that's within you and that's Jesus Christ um, and take comfort in knowing that the Holy Spirit will give you the right words to say yes. if you feel <laughs> nervous about that uh, number four working with excellence so work as though you're working for the Lord um, and then number five which is dis- disciple so share your life in your your faith with others so they can learn. They're yeah, awesome. Thank you so much for sharing those tips with us today. Um, I'm sure that if you put all of those together, um I mean no pressure, you're all busy, but um find a way to do one a week if you can. Like yeah. break it up. Okay, where can I start? If you love praying, then pray. If you are a serving nature, how can you serve? Um, If you are great at knowing the Bible, how can you share that? Mm -hmm. Um, And if you just love working, rather than needing to talk with people directly, how is it that you can show them what it is you do? There's always ways that we can kind of adapt um, to suit where we are in our season to help others as well and bring glory to God. So can you share with us next, Martha, how do you guys incorporate God into your radio show? Obviously you're God-centered, but what's some practical things that you do to include God? Um, Well, you know, it's actually sometimes even
1: harder when you are God focused because it's like you just kind of make that assumption that that's a part of everything that we do. So, um, just being very intentional for us. Uh, right now, it's mostly just my husband and I um, doing this. We have uh, some part timers that help us with producing and things like that. But um, really incorporating him into what we're doing, number one, through prayer every day, saying, you know, committing our calendar and our to do list. Uh, to the Lord and really asking to seek that we're doing the right things, that we're not just going about the day-to-day without forgetting, remembering our purpose. And um, then really just being intentional with always making sure for us, it's making sure that um, the guests that come onto our show with us are doing the same thing, that they're incorporating, um, God into their story, that the reason we're bringing them on to share their story is so that they can encourage others with the truth of the gospel, with, um, how they're living it out in their business, in their, um, you know, area of influence. So just being really intentional in making sure that every single radio show for us, um, does share that message that it, it that it all leads back to the cross.
0: That's awesome. And moving swiftly on then to our next question, which yes. is, what is your Bible verse for this season and why?
1: Oh, that's such a great question. So Colossians, I've been I've been really spending a lot of time in Colossians, and Colossians four, five, and six says, live wisely among those who are not believers. And make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and attractive so that you will have the right response for everyone. And I just feel like that is not only a message for me, but also for our listeners. So just been really trying to focus on how we can do that, how we can and there's so many, so many things in there to live wisely and to make sure that my conversation is gracious and attractive. Those are huge Um, challenges each and every day
0: I love it I love it Mm -hmm. and how we approach thinking tactically okay how do we approach that with the wisdom so we don't mess this up (laughs) (laughs) Wisdom is probably the best for that obviously but you know sometimes I feel like maybe we can say the most stupidest things to people and then you look back and you think why did I just say that that was stupid like that was probably the most unhelpful thing I could have said to that person in that situation um so seeking out the like that wisdom Mm -hmm. to be around and how you approach that and even how you I guess how do I say this um how even you promote yourself on social media for example Um, are you tactful with that or are you just going at it full guns without actually realizing the implications that you're doing in such a public place and is that being more detrimental than it is helpful so just thinking of ways to be wise with that as well Um, for sure it's great that's awesome so you've mentioned it a couple of times but where can our listeners find you so the
1: easiest place is to go to our website, IWorkForHim.com, and that's I work, the number four, himcom And all of our social media links are out there. Um, that Nation Covenant that I just talked about, it pops up right when you go to our website and um I love facebook i 'm kind of that's that 's my realm. We are on Instagram. we do have a youtube channel we we're on Spotify. People can listen to our podcast um, you know there 's a lot of ways that they can subscribe and stay connected, but all of them are listed on our website, so that is of course the beauty of that so awesome. I work
0: for dot com and it 's a number four, not the word for. Correct. To remind and we'll pop all those links on the show notes as well. Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Martha. It's been an absolute pleasure to interview you guys. And um I just think it's such amazing what you're doing out there for the Lord and that you you took the risk. And it's like you say, everything comes with its own sacrifice and hard work and consistency, but you still said yes and you still did it. So it's also and you get to do it with your husband as well, which is lovely. That's great. Yes. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> awesome. Well, if you are looking to join a like-minded community of Christian women in business, or you just simply like to support the ongoing of the podcast show and our amazing app, um, I would love to invite you to become part of What is turning into a movement of women who are going full guns for God in their business? Uh, You can become a member. Intakes are open. All you need to do is pop your application in uh, through the website. We'll process that for you and then you can take care of the rest. And we'll be starting our six-week Bible study challenge. I look forward to that. That starts on the 8th of April. Otherwise, you're listening to the Christian Women in Business podcast show. I'm SJ, and we'll see you next week. Sarah Jane here. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. We'd love it if you could please share this podcast with your friends. Please rate our podcast on iTunes. And for more information about becoming a member of Christian Women in Business, head over to our website, www.christianwomeninbusiness.com.au. Catch you next time.